Today we hear from the very end of Luke's gospel and the very beginning of his sequel to his gospel, the Acts of the Apostles. Both are talking about the same event, Jesus' ascension, and in the book of Acts we see that Luke is writing to someone named Theophilus, and if we went back to the beginning of his gospel, we see he addressed that to the same person, Theophilus, about whom we know very little other than the fact that his name means one who loves God. And in that sense, Luke's writings are addressed to all of us because that is our great desire to love God before, beyond, and above all things with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength. But for him to end the gospel and begin the book of Acts with the ascension makes that event very important. It's a celebration of Jesus' heavenly homecoming, his mission on earth accomplished, having taken on our greatest fears and our greatest enemies at the cross, since Satan and death and changing everything for everyone. And so as Jesus makes his way home to heaven, we can imagine with what rejoicing the saints received him on that first ascension day. Uh, perhaps the makings of a great ticker tape parade like we remember from America's past 95 years ago when Lindbergh made his solo flight across the Atlantic and returned to New York City like a conquering hero. Or 53 years ago when the astronauts Buzz Aldrin and Neil Armstrong returned from the surface of the moon. We don't see the confetti flying through the air and people hanging out of windows and draping flags across the streets and throngs gathering on the sides of the road to celebrate these great events anymore, save perhaps for maybe a Super Bowl parade, something we'll most likely never see in the great state of Michigan. <laughs> but there was cause for rejoicing because Jesus returns to heaven, a conquering hero, and he returns there because that's where he came from. We remind ourselves that Jesus is God. When God made everything out of nothing, Jesus was there. For all eternity then, he's been looking on the worlds he made from heaven above. For a shorter period of time, Jesus gave up his lofty perch in heaven in order to come down here to seek and to save the lost. He who lived in light came into the darkness. He who is God became man to make us more like God, to bring us out of darkness into light and from death to new life. And now, after having instructed his apostles to go make disciples of all nations, he passes the baton on to them to go about announcing the kingdom and bringing more and more people to faith in the hope of heaven. So, among the community of saints, on earth and purgatory and heaven above, it is a day of great rejoicing because Jesus goes home and he's left the gate open in hopes that one day we too will follow him. And it's only because he blazes that trail that we are able to do so. What's interesting for us to note is where Luke says Jesus ascended. He didn't go back to Calvary where he died. He didn't go back to the upper room where he instituted the Eucharist. He didn't even go back to Bethlehem where he was born. Instead, he went to the little village of Bethany, Luke says. Little town two miles outside of Jerusalem. But why there? What's so significant about that? Well, if we flipped over to the Gospel of John, chapter 11, we would see Jesus' last great miracle before he went out to the cross. And it happened in Bethany, and it was when he raised his best friend, whom he loved like a brother, Lazarus, from the dead. For Jesus to go right back to that same place where he had just raised Lazarus from the dead, for that to be his launching pad to heaven, is a sign to us that the resurrection was not only God's reward to Jesus for a job well done, but rather was intended to be a gift from God through Jesus for all who believe that like Lazarus, all of us should be called from darkness to light, from death to new life, so that all of us one day might ascend to be with God, Jesus, Mary, and all the saints in heaven.
And that's where we should long to be because that's the only place where we will find our ultimate true and lasting happiness. This world, try as we might, will never provide anything even close to the happiness that awaits us in heaven. And yet we spend our entire life on earth searching for things that will never truly satisfy. For us, my friends, Jesus who goes home today is the way, the truth, and the life. The only way out of here and the only way up there. The only way out of here where the longer we live we're surrounded by COVID and cancer and disasters like what we saw unfolding in Texas this last Tuesday with those poor fourth grade children attacked in their classroom while they were waiting to be released for lunch. This isn't heaven. This world is hostile to the gospel, more so now than ever before. But Jesus came on that rescue mission, a good shepherd, to gather the lambs into his arms to get us out of here. And it is with him where he is that we long to be. This is not our home. I think the saints of past understood that perhaps better than we do today. No one more so than St. Paul, who in the fifth chapter of his second letter to the Corinthians said that even though we may feel at home in the body, we are in exile here because we are away from the Lord and the creature longs to be reunited with the Creator. We want the Lord to get us out of here. We want the Lord to free us from this world that is against us, this world that only provides sadness, this world that will never make sense. We will find our fulfillment with God in his kingdom. But like those apostles, Jesus instructs us as well. They were told to go out and be disciples and make disciples, and so are we, to be followers of Jesus and make followers for Jesus so that he can continue to save more and more souls until the end of time when he comes again in glory. The only challenge for us is that we have to want to go where he's leading us and we have to let go so he can take us there.